Hello and welcome to the OHG podcast. As usual, life can be a little bit miserable and life can be a little bit dark. So we're here to bring you a little bit of joy and hopefully a little bit of light. Back this week with the Renegade Master, it's Stu. And apparently I'm the Renegade Master, Bradley. How you doing, Stu? Well, you know, D4 damage and power to the people. That's what they say, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, now it's good to back once again. It is. um, Going to be game-focused this week. um, But I do just want to touch on, um, very, very quickly, um, our government are scum. Our prime minister is scum. um, And, yeah, it's a dystopian world we live in. Um, Oh, yeah. It's... I just like whenever you think they can't see Kenny Lower like betting a thousand pounds on the basically people's lives, he then goes even lower by insulting trans people in front of the mother of Brianna J. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just no words. Uh, but I just want to get out there that our Prime Minister is absolute scum. Yeah. And worse than even Boris Johnson who was scum. Which is saying something. It really is, yeah. I, like the race to the bottom with like increasing the pension age to seventy one, or they're talking about, you know, oh my god, and the the Brianna guy thing, yeah, Jai, Bian, sorry, Brianna Jai, I believe it's pronounced. Yeah, um, uh, just unbelievable race to the bottom, trying to like scorch the earth, you know, in case Labour get in. Oh, it's just oh, they're just scum, absolute scum. Yeah, um, yet they will still have people that will support them blindly. Um, um, I'll never understand but it. As a, nope, but as a blind person, I'm definitely not supporting them. Good on you. <laughs> um, God, yeah. But talking of what I do support, Stu. Oh, what's that? I support holding my controller and playing video games. And I'm right there with you. So, I'm going to go first. I've got a couple of demos I want to run through. And then we'll get to what you've you've been playing as well. Uh, but Steam Next Fest, um, and I've not really taken advantage of the uh, Next Fest this week. Uh, this yeah, this week, uh, this year, this time. Well, this time round, I've only played a couple of um, demos, uh, but I've had one that I think is an absolute cracker, um, and one that ugh, left me a bit cold, shall we say. Okay. Um, so, first of all, one that came out of absolutely nowhere for me is called Drive Rally, which is essentially an arcade rally game um, where you've got uh, uh, like a co-driver in there, but the co-driver's got a bit of personality to him um, and has a go at you if you don't do things well or you miss or you don't get your turnings right, that kind of thing, which is kind of amusing. But it's kind of got this um, auto... Mobilista, I've got to get the right one. The cartoon cell shaded one. There's a game that's called Automodalista and a game that's called Automobilista. One's a serious driving sim, the other's the cell shaded one. It's whatever the cell shaded one is. It's kind of got that style to it, but a more of a pastely style to it. Okay, yeah. And it's not a serious rally game. Um, so it's not trying to like be sort of like, oh, you've got to hit everything perfectly. It's a bit arcadey, but it's fun. Um, the German co-driver, um, who I think's German, he's called Hans, uh, but he's got a bit, uh, he sounds a bit Arnie, shall we say, he sounds a little bit Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. and I don't know if that's on purpose or, or what, but, uh, yeah, he's amusing, the, the tracks are good fun to do, 
Um, the car choices are really good. The visuals are lovely. The environments work really well. Uh, the demo's got like a decent amount to it. You can do some of the career mode in the demo. There's quick races. It's got online leaderboards. The demo. It's even got achievements, free achievements in the uh, in the um, in the demo that you can get. So yeah, absolutely brilliant demo. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm put it up there with when I talk about demos. How much I enjoy demos. Um, my enjoyment of this is up there with that of the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater demo that you got on the cover wow. disc, where it was like, this could just be the game, and I'm happy. Um, that's what this slice is like. Uh, but yeah, it's a day one release. Day, whatever day it comes out later this year, I'm all in, because it's really, really good. Oh, wow, that's great. Uh, but so, yeah. Yes. Um, High praise. Pixel Perfect Dude made this. I don't know who that is. Um, I'm assuming it's just a small independent developer, uh, but I'm all in for um, for me for um, arcade rally games uh, because too many rally games are very very serious nowadays. Yes, even Art of Rally, which is really really good, but it's a very serious style game still. Um, so yeah, I'm up for this. This is this is fun um, and enjoyable, and it's still a challenge as well, which is really good because you get other like arcade games where. They're arcadey, but the challenge isn't gone. Uh, I think like U Star Grand Prix or whatever they've called it. That that's got no challenge for me. It was boring. Um, and Formula Retro Racing, there was no challenge there. Um, arcadey and that, but it was just where's where's you need some challenge. And this has a nice mix. So look out for that one. Nice. Um, on the flip side of that, uh, I've I've got I. Did you ever get into the uh, Marvel racing in um, lockdown? Like, not doing it yourself, but watching it on YouTube or anything? Marble racing? No, I missed that. Uh, so basically, people would, like, set up, like, assault, like, set up courses and race marbles, essentially, down these courses. Um, and it kind of took YouTube by storm a little bit during lockdown. Um, so, of course, you had a whole bunch of games came out, like, create and build your own courses and everything. And they're a mixture of, oh, it's a nice little time waster to this is absolute pony. Um, and uh, it kind of missed something. But there's a game demo out called Marble Champions, which on the surface of it looks really good. It's basically taking the marble racing thing that happened along with the likes of monkey ball and um um those sort of games those sort of ball rolling games uh mix it in with like the assault course races of um oh what was that popular thing with the wibbly wobbly people uh full guys oh yeah um yeah, yeah, the wibbly wobbly people. There you go. Um, taking that kind of element of like, oh, there's so many people all doing this, and it's online, and you can go crazy with it. And on the surface, it looks really fun. I've played the demo, and the first race, I went, oh, this is cool. Second race, I went, oh, you know, whatever. Third race, I was like, I'm done now. It's like, there's loads of marbles to collect, and I'm like, uh, all right. Wow. Didn't even make it out of um, the demo. That's pretty bad. There's nothing inherently wrong with the game. It's just... It loses its fun too easily, too quickly. Um, it's like... I don't... I, I, on the, from what I'm looking at it, there's no reason to want to collect these marbles. They don't seem to have different abilities. Or anything like that. 
Um, you don't really see enough of your marbles. So when you're racing and you're in those groups, you can't see what your mobile is. So you kind of like, right, let's just push forward and then we'll see if we get clear. So there's no real need to go, oh, I must have this special standout marble because everyone's got one of those and it all kind of blends because everyone's standout. Um, so that's missing from it. And because they are just round balls, which is fine, don't get me wrong, uh, because Coral Rimper and stuff like that are amazing to look at. And like um, Super Monkey Ball is amazing to look at. But just because they're round balls, the, the, there's no personality. There's, it lacks a personality. Um, and the courses are windy and twisty, but they're not memorable. And they're just not fun. Some are too short. So you have a bad start, you make a single mistake, you've lost. Simple as that. You're not getting back, you're not winning. Um, and you get far enough ahead, you win. Um, others are ridiculously long, but there's no pattern to what's long and what's short. It's kind of just, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's a long one now. All right, why? Because it's just kind of nothing to it. Yeah. Um, it's got like daily time trials with it that are part of it. Um, there's like tournaments, there's online stuff and leagues and the league progression. I don't get. So basically, each time you finish a race, you get points. And if you get a certain amount of points, you go up to another division. But you just play endlessly until you get the right amount of points. There's no like, oh, this league season, made up league season, is five races long. And you need to get 20 points out of five races. If you don't, you start again. It's just, no, right, you go through five, you might only get six points out of those five races. Just carry on, do another race, and then another race, and then another race. Oh, now you've got your 20 points after 10 races, you've been promoted. It, that structure just seems weird to that's me. That's just a grind, um, isn't it? You know, that's just, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just grind to move yeah. up for no reason whatsoever. Whereas if it had a proper league structure, sort of like, oh, you know, I've won the first two races. I haven't got to overly stretch it to win the third because a second place will do me, for example. Or you might screw up the first race. You're like, oh, well, I've really got to push these next few. Um, you know, that would give you an element of danger to make it more exciting. But as it is, it's just push to the end. Eventually, you'll get there. Um, so, concept's good. There's nothing inherently wrong with it, but it lacks the things that make it fun. It's competent. It's just not fun. And that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, because I was really looking forward to this. And that's, that, that's gone from one I really, really wanted to get to I might take a look one day if it's cheap or in a bundle. But that's about yeah. it. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's lacking like different abilities for the marbles, courses that are a little bit wacky and a bit, you know, out there. And, you know, yeah, the balance sounds off. And, yeah. Which mm. could be in the full game. It might be in the full yeah, game. But as a demo, oh, it's not done a good job. Yeah, no fair play. Uh, but yeah, Drive Randy, brilliant. Marble Champions, not so brilliant. Anyway, moving on from demos, let's move on to some full games, Joe. What have you got for us? Well, I've actually got a bumper pack of four full games to discuss today because I've been playing the Toplan Arcade Shoot'em Up Collection Volume 3, which is a very exciting title, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, which... If people remember, I was playing a, a another bundle of theirs a while ago. It's been done by Bitwave Games. Um, we've put it together. And this one comprises uh, Fixate, Tiger Heli, Vimana and Batsagun. And 
yeah, interesting, you know, interesting, an interesting mix. Because, like, they're all from the early 90s when all the kind of, the shoot em up scene was just starting to cohere around a certain type of game. And it was moving from the sort of Raiden style to slightly moving towards, um, the, you know, the bullet hell kind of thing. <clears throat> and um, yeah. there were lots and lots and lots of different types of things coming out. And in such a short space of time, the technology moved on, the, the way that people played moved on. And you went, you go from Tiger Heli, which a lot of people might remember, which is, you know, a kind of very simplistic, top-down shooter, very slow. It looks a little bit like 1942, but it's slower again than that. And it's very deliberate, very specific. You have to target things very well. It's not a blast them up. Um, really brutally hard. And then within a few year, couple of years, really, you, you had Batsugun, which is uh, to now when we got released on the uh, on the Saturn, and then only in Japan, um, <clears throat> which is this kind of weird stepping stone between the kind of riding style and the cave shoot 'em up style. And there's no surprise there because a lot of people who were working for Toplan went went on to uh, to form Cave. They were like all the same sorts of people. Um, so, I mean, all that's to say, really, that, that this is kind of history in a jar. It's a really kind of a unique time. You know, you don't see that change of pace uh, and focused around a certain type of game very much, particularly in the one-player space. I think the only thing I could compare it to these days is the the kind of on, online competitive world. Um, the yeah. way that, you know, kids flip between... Um, you know, big titles, big collaborative multiplayer titles, and they can shift so fast. And what you're doing within those games can shift so fast. Apart from that, we haven't really seen anything like it for such a long time because the arcades, all that potential for money drove investment so so much. But anyway, that's besides the point. So the games themselves, you know, they kind of vary in quality. So the Vimana is like a. A, a, it's a little bit like Tatsujin, which is also a, a Topan game, I believe. Um, it's like a Lest. It's that kind of considered incredibly hard shooter where you've got to know the positions of everything. Um, your weapons get really powerful, but if you die, you're kind of bummed. Um, you know, it's it's very appealingly appealing looking for its for its age. I think it was about 1991, um, but it's kind of nothing special. Um, Tiger Heli is an interesting curio, stupidly hard, but we'll come back to that. Um, Fix 8, which is an amazing name because it's Fix and then the, the number 8, uh, Fix 8, is a is like a pseudo-sequel to Outzone, which is kind of like a commando-style game. So a top-down, you're a guy with a gun-style gu uh, run-and-gunner. Um, and Batsgun, of course, which we talked about. And, yeah, they kind of vary in kind of level of sophistication I would say Batsugun is still like an all time banger as far as I'm concerned and a really important game uh, the rest of them are still fun but they're very you know, silly and a little bit throwaway but the pack is obviously like aimed at you know people who were curious about that era people who were really into shooting walks people who were into re really into arcades and it also has that thing of that Bitwave do so brilliantly, where they in they put in all of the kind of all of the quality of life stuff that people who've developed emulators over the years have done. So you've got like 
tons of like you can you can put artwork on the sides you've got like rewind features you've got as many credits as you like but also like you can change difficulty levels they've even gone in and changed the code so that difficulty can be changed things like the speed of your vehicle can be changed as well speed it up you know they've really tinkered with it kind of got into all of the 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 bolts and dials and (laughs) made it so that you can tweak it to be pretty much anything that you want for each game and it's got you know all of the the visual kind of things that you would like like filters and it's got rotation you know you can rotate the screen just i mean calling them comprehensive when, they, when it comes to these games is an understatement it's absolutely amazing what they do with them all um yeah and yeah so like it's in service of games that are you know very good at, at best to sort of average at worst but as a package it's an absolutely great package they they lavish so much care and attention on these things and it's the the absolute best you'll ever get of these of these games so one of those that if you're even slightly curious it's definitely worth sort of checking out yeah i, I like these 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 bundles that they do um toe plan um this is the third one isn't it i think you said yeah um, and 16 quid i think it's 16 17 pound it costs it's less than a fiver for each one and if you've played any kind of shoot them up before you've definitely put more than a fiver into the uh into the old arcades to play one of these um so yeah five, five for each that works out i think is brilliant um i said i'm not the biggest fan of these games because i'm not very good at them but i still enjoy playing them there, there's a sense of of joy and achievement when you play them that you don't get in most many other genres um and again for preservation alone I, and these packages are very important because yes you can get them all via um emulation um but when something like this where it's not like a, a major like an activision or an ea or an ubisoft or something like that where they are like smaller japanese companies that sort of thing i do like to go look i support these these things and like you know i do like making sure money is spent on them um so yeah i i i'm i'm all for it and it's you know you can't expect every single one to be a complete and utter banger because they do vary in quality um but they seem to know that, like, if we are going to have one that's a little bit average, we are going to make sure it's included with something that was so well received, it adds a nice balance to it. Yeah, precisely. And like you say, preservation incredibly important about these things. And the, the more we go on, and um, yeah, it's 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 a, a kind of you know benchmark for what everyone else should be doing with this kind of stuff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, these sh- not just Toe to- to- Play, but other ones that they've collections they've done. Like you could get the, oh, I can't remember the name of the actual the um the actual like game series, but there's like the Horizontal Shooter one that was that's really popular. Um, has like a number of games to it, but that had a collection to it and sort of like remasters and remakes. But I think came out based on the fact that people were buying the re-releases of them and stuff like that. So it shows that preservation isn't just there for preservation's sake. It can breathe new life into these games as well. So yeah, more of this, please. Always up for it. Definitely. At these sort of prices, before the, the, the bigger companies come along and go, oh, we could do the same thing, but charge like 70 quid. Yeah, well, precisely. I mean, it has to be a, a bargain rate because you're not creating a new game. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it's all good to see, definitely. Yep, yeah, excellent. So, moving on from something old, um, we, we've, bought, we've done something borrowed with um, 
with uh, the demos. Uh, nothing blue. It's too early. This kid's around. Uh, but I'm going to go for something new. Uh, apparently we're getting married in the morning, so there you go. Blimey. That's news to me. I know. Um, yeah, it's arranged and everything. It's brilliant. Uh, that's, that's how I do things. Anyway, nice. has nothing to do with anything. I don't even know where that came from. Um, but yeah, something brand new. Um, there is a demo out for it, but I've got the full game. Um, it's called Lisfanger, the Time Shift Warrior. Now, my first thoughts when I first put this on was, I can't believe this isn't Hades. Um, my next thought was, oh, I can't believe this isn't Prince of Persia mixed with Hades. And then, oh, add a bit of braid in there as well. And then thought, actually, this is its own thing, and it's really, really bloody good. Um, so, essentially, what you've got this core thing is a hack and slash dungeon crawler where we set with, like, this mythical land. So, this is where the Hades comparison comes in. It's got, like, this character that Hades has got, but not quite the same well-written characters as Hades. But, you know, still really good, and it's an interesting lore that goes, that goes with it. But you go around, you do your hacking and slashing to take down enemies, clear a dungeon, move on. Um, but the twist on this one, and I really like this twist, is you have a certain amount of time to clear a dungeon, like something like 20 seconds, I think it is. Might be 30 seconds. I can't remember what the actual time it is. Uh, it might be different the further you go. But you have this, this time, and you go around, but to clear the dungeon, you've got to kill all the enemies. Once that time's over, you die. And you go back. But your first thing you do remains. So your ghost, in a way, remains and goes and attacks all those same enemies. So while that ghost is attacking the original enemies, you can then go and attack other enemies to kill them. Um, and there's lots of other bits. So like now that's really simple. You might need to die two times or run out of time two times and then go through and do it again. It might be 10 seconds. Um but each, it's actually all different times because you get a different um, target time with each thing. Anyway, so you go through, your ghost goes and does bits, you go and do bits. But then you've got other twists where there's maybe two characters that are linked. And to actually get them killed, you've got to kill both of them at the same time. So you send one character off to go and do some murdering, another character off to go and do some murdering. And try and get both characters to get to kill these other enemies at the same time while you then get another one to open the gate. Um, and it's got this all these different target types. So you get through it, you can just go through the game, complete the story. But each dungeon or each little group you encounter has a challenge time. So you might do it in, say, 50 seconds. Um, but the target time is 40 seconds. You can go back, redo it, and try and hit that time, try different techniques. And the further you go, the more abilities you get, the more you learn as well. This is the interesting thing. It's not just the abilities you get that make you better. It's learning quicker routes, uh, better killing techniques, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's bosses as you go, and there's loads of little bits added in there and sprinkled in there. I don't want to say too much because, again, it's just something you've got to discover for yourself. Um, but that element of time manipulation, almost out of like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, in a way, but sort of like, I say, the braid element of you use your past selves along with your current self to try to, to try and get better or complete certain puzzles works brilliantly here. Um, and like the uh, Hades style law that goes with it all works really well. It's that kind of 
top-down isometric type affair. And it's not strictly isometric, but I'm having a while of a time with this. Um, it's slower paced than, say, something like Hades on the whole. Uh, one complaint I have with it is that I think some of the, uh, bizarrely, some of the combats happen too close together. So you go through your combat, you've done it all, and then you go barely any steps forward and there's another one. Uh, maybe a bit more space between would be welcome um, for it to breathe a bit, but that's a nitpicky one because at the same time, if you don't get that right that way and it's too long, you'll be going, I just want more action. Um, there's too many bits in between. But as a game, at the way it functions, the way it plays, using your, your past ghosts to, to do things is absolutely brilliant and I can't recommend it enough. Oh, very nice. So how does it work with, um, like, do you do you choose which ghosts can stay in command? Like, so if you think you've... No. No, it just sticks to no, So you basically, you go, you plan ahead. So action doesn't start until you make... Um, the first attack essentially um, so you could have a look and you plan ahead and then you go right let's start the battle so you go right there's like three enemies off and up to the right so i'm going to use my first attempt to go and take those out um and then you go right my second one like that's back i'm now back at the start my second one i'm going to go and take the five enemies that are down the left excellent that's done and there's two enemies left so i'm going to use my third one just to go and kill those next two and then they're all dead, and I could just go through the end. Uh, but it's got other little bits in it. So say you've got... Um, you, this is where the planning comes in. Say you run too close to an enemy that's about to be killed by a ghost. You break that enemy out of the chain. So you've then got to go with your, your one that you're alive with and kill that enemy yourself, because you broke it out of the original chain. So there's lots of little tactical bits that go in. Don't make sense when you're describing it. But as you're playing it, it starts to really make sense. Um, nice. But yeah, you just basically, you have to plan ahead. You don't get to choose which they go. So you could go through and kill one enemy. Next time, like then stand around, then go kill one enemy. And basically have 10 different versions of yourself going. Cool. Um, and it does get complex. Like the first few, you might two or three, you'll get through. But then there are runs where the, the rooms are bigger. There's so many enemies that you maybe need six, seven, eight, nine different uh, runs at getting it and it's really cool seeing all your ghosts all run off in different directions and doing all the murdering uh, really interesting concept not as good as Hades but what is but it's different enough that it's a nice alternative to Hades and I really really am enjoying it excellent yeah that sounds really intriguing actually I'm gonna pick that up and have a go I think yep don't know how much it is um it comes out in four days as of recording. There's a demo, try the demo. Um, I don't know if it's a next fest demo or whether it's um or whether it's just a actual demo. Uh, but yeah, it's worth picking up, worth giving a go. I'm really having fun with it. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, that's it really for 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 this week. Um, there are things we will talk about in the coming weeks. Um before I shut up and hand over to Stu, just to add that we promised you some extra content on the site, and we've kept those promises. I know, I'm shocked as well. Um, so we've got an interview with the creator of Vampire Therapist, which is suitably named Interview with a Vampire Therapist, which I am so Sweet. proud of. It's too obvious. Yeah, I know. Um, it's really, really good. It's so obvious that, you know, I shouldn't be proud, but... I am. 
in the roundup is still going weekly the podcast obviously still going weekly um, we've also got our first games of the month that are out um, which you'll see now include cyberpunk from me and the portal 2 mod portal revolution um, from Stu. go check that out give that a read um, uh, but yeah um, we'll start to get more and more on the site um, and we hope you are enjoying it that's my plug-in done. I'm going to shut up now and pass to Stu. Cheers. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Good content. And for everybody else, hope you're having a good week and hope you continue to. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. Check out all that new content we've been discussing. Join us on the Discord if you fancy a chat. And in the meantime, until next time, stay safe and stay sane. <laughs>